Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ivy. I am your host, and you are listening to the Future is Black podcast. Welcome. And you say, do you know what? I just, I've done it. I've done it. I've cracked it. I'm making big bank. I'm not poor no more. I've done it. I've done it. I've cracked the code. So do you know what? You can do it too. You can do it too. And the problem with that is that you fail to take into context that first of all, poverty is by design. Good morning. Ah. (laughs) That was terrible. Good morning and welcome back to the Future is Black podcast. I am your host, Ivy. And in this episode, I'm peed off, to be honest. I'm not in a mood. That's what my mum would say. I'm not in a mood. I'm not in a mood. I'm not in the mood, yeah? Because, to be honest, this week has been quite crap. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it and make it out like it's anything but that. It has been crap. I will tell you why, right? But before I talk about all of this, I just want to tell you what we're going to cover. Do you know what I mean? So you're just not shocked, because I know I can go all around the place. I want to talk about affordability for housing, because it's been a bit of a hot topic. And I don't really like to discuss hot topics, but here we are. I also want to talk about when you're feeling a bit pissed off. And I also want to talk about friendships and love um, and how that helps you a lot, right? But anyways, in a roundabout way, those are the things that we're going to discuss on this 20-minute episode featuring, starring myself, Ivy. Anyway, yeah, as I was saying, I'm not in the mood today. The reason I'm not in the mood is because I got an email saying from HMRC, for those who don't know who HMRC are, they are people that come and take your money. That's it. They're the people them that come and take your money. And basically, they told me, they sent me an email saying that my tax code has changed. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, so I log on and I'm thinking, I pay a lot in tax in it. So I'm thinking, oh, um, I must be owed. You know, April's coming. Probably owe me a little money. No, no, no. No, no, no. They, I check, I sign in as you do. And it says, I actually thought my eyes were lying to me. And they said I owe them 2,911 quid. And I thought, you must be joking. You actually must be joking. What a way to piss me off. So, I'm like... The thing is, I'm the type of person, unlike my partner, and unlike a lot of people that I know, I like to just bury... Like, I try to ignore things. It's not good. But if something like that, I find out that kind of information. I have a habit to where I will just ignore it. Like, I don't know who owes that money, me. And then I just kind of, like, push it down, which is not the way to handle things. As I said, my partner and other people in my life, they're very, like, hands-on and, like, they approach these kind of issues straightforward and deal with it and be on the phone to these stupid people that want to take your money. No offence to anyone that works in call centres and deals with this. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling the system stupid, okay? Because I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, got abuse on those phones, delivering news that people don't want to hear. So I can relate. But, you know, in the moment, I do feel like everybody's stupid. But I digress. I was basically saying that I ended up, I'm the type of person that tries to ignore that kind of stuff because it just pisses me off and I don't want to be pissed off. I like to be happy. I like to be happy. So I'm like, what do I do? So um, I ignore it for a day because I'm annoyed. Then I called them today, which would be Tuesday. And I'm on the phone for like two hours. No word of a lie. Like first you're on hold. So she'd been holding music when you, you're telling me I owe you £2,900. I don't know why it's not moving with a little bit more urgency. Where's the urgency? So, dun, 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 and then they lock off after 45 minutes of me being on hold. So I look up and I'm like, okay, God, you don't, you obviously don't want me to pay this. It's obviously, obviously not, for, so I can't even talk. I can't even talk because 
this is pissing me off already. It's like I'm reliving trauma. I'm like, it's obviously not for me to pay this. But I call again because who else is called Ivy? And they basically say that they, I've recently got a new job in it. So they basically say that they put me down as working at two places at the same time. And then I said, oh, am I, well, am I also two people? Like, what? Like, how can I be one person working two places at the same time for you lot to be thinking that I'm working two jobs at exactly the same time to be cheating out on my taxes? They then say, oh, sorry, it's a mistake. So anyways, long story short, they do tell me that it was a mistake and it was an error on their part. But they also like to inform me that I need to be increasing my tax. And I already pay about 1,220 quid in tax, yeah? They told me I'm in the wrong tax bracket because I earn more than that. So I need to go up to about just under 2K. I'm silent because I'm, I don't even have the words. I just don't understand. Do you know what? I said to them, oh, well, this is daylight robbery. And he laughed and he shouldn't actually laugh. But I said, I'll let you laugh. I'll let you laugh in it. And he just, he shouldn't laugh. Actually, I was really un- unprofessional now that I think about it. But anyways, I say all of this to say that that's why my day was annoyed because I literally was just so deflated. I just like messaged my mum. I was talking to my boyfriend. I was just so deflated because I work so hard as we all do. And I just feel like, when am I ever going to really grasp the entirety of my coin? Do you get it? <laughs> the entirety of my coin. If it's always being like student finance, I also did a master's, master's, then you've got your pension, then you've got tax, then you've got NI. It's like money out, money out, money out, money out. And it's like, when do I get to see? And I'm not complaining. I am complaining. I'm very much so complaining. But I'm not trying to complain and say that I don't make enough money to live my life because I am in a space where, thank you God, I am in a place where I can live my life and I am stable financially. But I also feel like at the same time, because two things can exist at once. I mean, we can definitely walk and chew gum at the same time. I also am pissed because nobody wants all their coin going into places that, well, obviously with the pension, you can see it, but just nobody wants their coin just being left before they even get to grasp the entirety of their money. And yeah, it just made me feel a bit crap. And then obviously with this podcast, I'm so passionate about it. But sometimes I like listen, I look at the plays and the follows and stuff and I get a bit annoyed as you do. Like I'm like, who's listening to me? Does anybody care about me? What I have to say? Maybe in this episode you might not, but <laughs> yeah, I just felt a bit deflated. And then obviously work is work and then personal stuff, you know, life. Um, it's just not been a good week for my mental health, if I'm being honest. Nothing to worry about. Or, you know, call the ambulance about or anything like that. Or call the, I I don't know, the therapist about at this point in time. I can handle it. But it's just to say that, yeah, sometimes you can start the week with the best intentions. I did my meditation as I do. Go to the gym every single day, which I've been doing. But it can just go to a bit of shit, to be honest. And that's just life. And I think I'm allowing myself to process these emotions so that I can move through them and get to the other side. I always think that. So like when I'm feeling a bit of a funk, I'm just like, okay, express it, go through it, do something to make yourself happy. For me, I'm on a, you know, eat, pray, love, but also like take care of yourself. So I made myself three pancakes instead of making myself six. So, you know, balance, discipline. Hello, where's my credit? Give me my credit, give me my flowers. Um, so yeah, just, I just wanted everyone to know that if you're struggling or you're going through a hard time, obviously my hard time probably isn't your hard time and your hard time isn't my hard time. I'm sure it's all relative, but I feel you. I'm here with you. We can hold hands virtually. 
in our minds. Um, because yeah, sometimes life is just a bit shit and I think it's important to address that head on. But anyway, all this talk about money leads me to the conversation about buying property. I'm pausing again. Um, I'm somebody who is again, fortunate enough. Thank you, God, live by myself in my own flat, my little flat in Reading. Um, and I'm really happy and it's all great. Fantastic. And I make a good salary as I always, I, I talk about that quite often, not to gloat, but more to say that Life can still be hard, even though you, on the outside, look like you have it all together. So I just think, for transparency, I think it's important that I acknowledge these things to not try and sell a fake story, because I come from a working-class background, um, so I see both sides of the coin. And I think when we have conversations around buying property or making more money, everybody forgets that the average... I also am somebody that works in recruitment, so I know what I'm talking about. So often people get their information off of Instagram and what people are posting. They have no clue... They don't have the range to be having said conversations. It is very, very difficult to get a job that pays well. And when we say well, again, that's relative. But if we look at the prices of housing and we look at what the average person makes in the UK, which is, I think, 33k for men in the UK and about 27k for women in the UK. So when people make such statements, it just pisses me off because I feel like when you're in a position and you're doing well and you can afford things, yes, with a bit of struggle, I'm not denying that and obviously cutting back on certain luxuries. I feel like when you've been able to do that and you're at the other side, people kind of become a little bit brand new, like, because I can, you can too. And don't get me wrong, like I do agree with that to a certain extent, but I think it's irresponsible to leave out the argument, not even the argument, the facts that our situations are not the same as everybody's situation at all earning potential or privileges that we've had to be able to get ourselves to certain positions. There are a lot of people who pay rent at home. There are a lot of people who have different responsibilities. There are a lot of people who are not spending their money on luxury, but also spending their money on living their life because of the cards that were dealt to them. So I think it's very irresponsible when people make blatant statements and just blanket statements that we can all, like this whole we can all because I can thing. And I'm not saying that's what everybody's getting at, but it's what I feel, okay? It's what I feel. <laughs> so don't take that from me, it's what I feel. So I'm talking to people, if this, if this lands, it lands. If it doesn't land, it doesn't, you know, resonate with you, then fine. But yeah, it does annoy me because working in recruitment, it is very difficult. There is more talent than there is jobs, period. Like for every job and for every position that I've ever recruited for in my entire life there has been more talent than there is a job that pays very well and the more it pays the harder it is to land said job that doesn't mean it's impossible and it doesn't mean that it can't be done but for every yes there's a couple of no's and not everybody's made the same and we're not all given the same skill sets and the resilience and the ability to get back on our feet and pull ourselves up by our are flipping boots yeah some of us weren't given boots if you're black okay and I, I said black like that for a reason because I think people forget that too like the unemployment rate for black people over the age of 16 it's risen it's gone back to how it was at like Brixton riots but nobody talks about those stats and those figures when we talk about home ownership when we talk about people need to just cut back on luxury items and just get paid more money and just get a better job and just do this it's just not that easy and I'm talking from someone who's actually done it I am also from a community of people who I've seen try and who have seen have responsibilities that I have never had right and had to take care of brothers and sisters. Like, it's something that I think, because people don't have that 
around them they think it don't it doesn't exist and I don't think people talk up enough for those people often people don't do well in life the attitude from other people in society is well they just didn't try hard enough how do you know and I think it's important that when we talk about privilege often we talk about it as white privilege which is a very 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 important thing white privilege is real but so is the privilege that you have by being black sometimes right first of all being black is a privilege period shout out to Charlemagne the god I read that book it's great it talks about how I've always been taught he's always been taught and I've also always been taught that being black is also is is a privilege like my mum always taught me that it was very empowering they were not to be ashamed about being black that's why I, I wear it and I hold it with so much honor and respect however just because you're a black person doesn't mean you've had the same experience as another black person and by saying that you should understand that we it, in the context of blackness we experience we're not a monolith we have very nuanced experiences and we experience blackness differently and some of us who also come from like immigrant families have more on our backs than others that don't and I think it's important to acknowledge these things when we have conversations around affordability of houses when we have conversations around getting a job when we have conversations around saving more money I think it's important to acknowledge all things in context and I don't look for that kind of argument or stance where it isn't going to be had so I'm not looking for this from people who I know are not going to have this conversation. I just haven't heard this conversation, period. So I thought I would talk about it because I am definitely qualified to do so. But also I, I come from both sides of the coin. I come from, I now live alone, so I know what that is. But I also am from a mum who had me at 22 years old, who rented a lot of her life and now has brought. And it took her some time because she had two kids. No one wants to talk about that nobody wants to talk about that maybe she should have cut back on a pamper and I would have shat my anyway that might be a bit I get I get passionate okay but yeah it just annoys me I think um some we need to be able to give grace to ourselves and also to others and understand that everybody's position is very different and the constructs and the institutional racism and the way that life is take away racism just the way that life is for some people, affords different affordability. Do you get it? Like, it affords you a different affordability, okay? And that's just it. And a lot of people that have these conversations or have these arguments, not being funny, but they didn't have to pay rent in their mum's house, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? They didn't have, like, depend. they didn't have dependence at a young age. And of course, some things are in our control and some things are not. But I think it's important to give grace to the things that aren't in our control because a lot... I think I'm from the mindset of I really do try to believe in my heart that people do the best they can with what they have. I really do believe that. Like, I know that on social media, it's really quick to see that people are buying expensive wigs. I know it's quick to see that people are going out to eat every single day. Maybe that's a a few people and maybe that's how people live online, right? But I don't know those people. And I know some people I've got friends, do you know what I mean? Like, I have people that I love. And I don't... I'm not around people that manage their money in that way. I'm not around people who who spend money anyhow. I'm not around people... I don't go out... Well, me, I go out quite a bit because that's my lifestyle, right? And, again, fortunate enough to be in that position. But a lot of my friends don't just spend money the way that I spend money, for example. And they're still not in that position to buy. And they do the right things. And they they do sacrifice and they do save... But they, there's things that are in their life that are out of their control. And again, no one's talking about that. So that's just a bit weird. 
I just think it's a bit weird, okay? Um, for lack of a better word. But yeah, I just thought that I really went together off my chest. And we talk about money and affordability and saving and houses and interest. And also, don't act like you always knew about stocks and ices when you were six years old. Don't do that because you're going to piss me off. You didn't. You didn't. Again, it's like you, when, sometimes I feel like when people, it's like the, it's like a, when you hear a Drake song, yeah? Do you remember when you were younger and like you would hear a song and people would be like, I heard that song before you. Like, you didn't know that song. That's how people are when they, when they bust on certain things. Like, oh, I now invest in stock. How can you not, how did you not know to invest in stock? How did you not, how did you not? How did you not? It's just annoying. And I understand, like, we all have elements of it. I don't want to be a hypocrite here. Like, I've started to work out. I can see the benefits. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, someone like me who is an overweight black woman who has struggled with her weight her whole life. When I say struggled, pause. I don't want you to think that is something that I've been dying with. I am beautiful. So let's just get that out of the way. And I've always been confident while struggling with my body. Again, two things can exist at once. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. However... I'm not going to preach to people and say, what are you, like, if I can, why didn't you know that you couldn't work out? If anything, like, encourage people. Like, say to people, like, I'm sure you'll find your way. I'm sure you're doing the best that you can. Here are some of the things that you can do. And to be honest, it's free to walk. It ain't, you lot's advice ain't free. You lot's, go and get another job. You lot's, so just save more money. It's not free. It's not free. Like, where's the manual? So many people say things with no context. And it's jarring because... Again, that's my background. I understand how difficult it is. I understand supply and demand. Like, I understand these things. And it's not as easy as the context that people are providing it in. I hope I'm making sense. But yeah, a few of these conversations that happen on social media, again, I tap myself out. When I see content that just kind of irks me in that way, and I think, again, it's from my fundamental... I'm learning um, that a lot of the reasons... when When I feel myself getting agitated by a particular conversation, because I don't get agitated by loads of conversations but when I get agitated by particular conversations it tends to be because of my the way I'm structured and my beliefs and my principles is I have to lead with understanding and I'm an empathetic person and I really do believe and try to see the best in in humanity and I think that when people say things that kind of go on the opposite side of that I can react because I always try to lead with love and understanding as opposed to coulda, woulda, shoulda, except for racists. You're going <laughs> to, they ain't no understanding when it comes to racism. Like there's a few things I will not be moved on and that ain't one of them. So they, of course, again, like I can understand different perspectives. I just want it to be a voice that's for that perspective. So I hope you hear me. If you hear me, you hear me. As I said, take what you take, leave what you can, cash it or leave it at the register. You hear me? You feel me? Um, yeah, so I want to get that out there. But yeah, I'm still annoyed right now, by the way. I feel better because I vented. And I talked about my frustrations in a way that hopefully was coherent. Um, but yeah, like I haven't been feeling good. I think I'm coming down with a bit of a cold. When you come down with a bit of a cold, you think, is it the, you know, the word that we don't really say, the owner? Um, I don't think it's that. It better not be that. And yeah, I just think a lot of my friends as well have been struggling this week. I don't know what that is. I feel like... Again, I do believe in the human, human experience and that, like, when you're struggling, you'll be surprised that so many people around you are also struggling as well. So, yeah, again, extend empathy, extend kindness. And I think love, for me, is so important because that is the channel, that's the vessel that we should all strive to be because we all need to be loved. We want to be loved. 
So I think we should try to give that love out, in com- even in conversations. Do you get it? Like, you know? So yeah, I try to, when I feel a bit of a funk, like reach out to people to see if they're okay. I call my friends, not necessarily to vent. Weirdly, and I think I need to go to therapy to discuss this, but when I'm in a bit of a bad place, it really benefits me when I call people and I ask them how they are. And if they're happy, it kind of rubs off on me. And if they're sad, I feel like, I guess it's not weird. I don't know why I led with weirdly. But if they're sad, then there's that connection there as well. So for me, human connection is really important because my friends, again, like Sanchez, who I've spoken about, who helps me so much, who is really supportive on my podcast, he always makes me feel happier when I message him. So I'll go to him. Um, obviously, my man... My man, Amari, really helps me as well. That's his name, by the way, for those who don't know him. That's my man. <laughs> yeah, no, he makes me feel really good. He's really supportive. Um, and my family and my friends, like, all of my family and my friends, like, that helps me. Being around my goddaughter, that helps me. So I think I have to channel those memories of being around people that I love because I live so far from the people that I love. Again, for affordability and house prices, since we're talking about that. Yeah? <laughs> um... And, and it, which, again, is a privilege because my workplace is in Reading as well, okay? Whereas, you know, you're talking about people, oh, just live outside of London, is it that easy? All this, anyway, I digress. I think I'll do, like, an episode on, like, people who have bought houses and how they actually have found the experience. And also for them to share some of the privileges because a lot of people are, are helped out by mum and dad. There's no problem in that. There's no shame in that. But just say it then, innit? Like, say it. Like, what's the problem? Because you not saying it... Actually, you don't even have to say it. But if you're not going to say it, don't beat your chest about how easy it is to do. That's all I'm saying. Keep it cute. Just keep it cute. But yeah, I have very transparent friends. So I'm actually going to do an episode. Oh, talking about this is actually giving me momentum. But yeah, I'm going to do another episode on like buying a house, what the process is, what the pros were, what the cons were, but more about like how you how someone afforded it and maybe like some of the help and support they received and what salary they were on, and how their career kind of led them to that. I think all those things are important in this conversation. But yeah, I think I've shouted the whole time. I don't know how my voice has sounded because I'm snuffly, and I'm trying to not cough. So I'm thinking I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. I'm just going to keep going. Again, my word for this year is consistency. Thank you so, so much. It means the world to me that you're listening to the Future is Black podcast. Keep listening. One a week. You got to feel me. If you don't feel me, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Stay locked in. The future is black.